Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Hello, creators. This is Viper, the man about tech executive producer here at vidIQ. And this week, the podcast is going to be just a little bit different. So by the time you listen to this podcast, we will have started our Creative for Peace initiative. And what that entails is vidIQ trying to encourage all creators to make content, whether it be a dedicated video or maybe an integrated app spot or any type of social post promoting awareness for what's happening in Ukraine. Unfortunately, the conflict is ongoing every day. It's been going on for almost a month now, and we want to bring awareness and try to help those families displaced by the conflict. Unfortunately, right now, there have been over 1 million children displaced from their families. And we at vidIQ feel very strongly that we want to help as many Ukrainians as we can. We have Ukrainian team members that have been impacted directly by the conflict. They have been displaced. And we have been fortunate enough to be in a position to take care of our team member. But we don't want to just stop there. We want to help as many Ukrainians as we can, but we can't do it alone. We need your help. So that is the reason for this Creator for Peace initiative is to activate as many creators as we can to help raise awareness to their audiences so they can go ahead and donate or raise awareness themselves and do the things that we need to do to help the Ukrainians out during their time of need. In the show notes of this podcast, if you want to support or donate to UNICEF, which is the uh, charity that we are supporting to help the displaced children, there will be a link in the show notes. If you want more information about the initiative, you can go out to creatorforpeace.com. I will also have that in the show notes. And there you can get more information about the initiative and what you can do as a creator. Even if you're not a creator, you can still get more information about how you can best help the Ukrainians in their time of need. On this podcast, we talked to a couple of our Ukrainian teammates, Alexi and Olga, and I want to take a moment to thank them so, so much for making the time because obviously they're going through a lot being over there in Ukraine, having to, to get out of there and different things like that. But they were gracious enough to sit down and talk to Rob Wilson, who many of you know is our resident YouTuber here at vidIQ, and they sat down and they talked to him for an extended period of time. So what I did today was I uh, took some of the clips that he uh, made from those conversations, and I tried to put them together in the podcast just to give you guys a little bit of an idea of what actual Ukrainians are going through as they are dealing with the conflict on a day-to-day -day basis, how they themselves are affected, how their families are affected, how their loved ones, their children, everybody's been affected and what they've had to do to make the adjustment to just survive day-to-day -day knowing what's going on over there in Ukraine. So again, I want to take a moment to thank Alexi and Olga for making the time to sit down with Rob. And thank you, Rob, for having a conversation with them. But this podcast is their story of how they've had to deal with the conflict in Ukraine. So on that note, I want to roll to the podcast and have them share their stories. And then I'll come back in the end and wrap it up. And we'll do that. So let's roll to the conversation with Alexi and Olga. Did you ever think about staying? In my personal case, I was definitely convinced that we have to leave the megapolis because like Kyiv, it's a relatively big, I mean, yeah. more than 6 million people, I guess, unofficially live there. So we knew that it's potentially risky to stay in a, such a big agglom agglomeration because of the fact that probably food supply will end. And we knew that Russia is going to attack it heavily with uh, missile strikes. 
just go to the silent village area where nothing big exists in terms of infrastructure, like factories or army infrastructure and so on and so forth. When did you realize that the situation was so dangerous and you needed to leave where you were? Uh, Literally at 5 a.m. on February 24th when I woke up due to the like uh, sound of explosions. We, in a really organized way, started moving out of the city, out of the Kiev, to the direction of village area where parents of my wife uh, were living at that moment. And I don't know how informative that will be, but that village is not so far from the area where Bucha and Irpin is right now. Mm. And just for note, those cities are probably for... 30, 40, or even like 50% are destroyed right now uh, due to the missile attacks. Leaving the Kiev on the first day of the war is probably uh, 120 kilometers to the uh, western side of Kiev. And uh, it took us probably 12 hours to get there. So 120 kilometers, 12 hours. You can imagine what speed was and uh, like how the journey went. Then we stayed there for almost two weeks, I guess 12 days. Then we started noticing that the supply of food in that area, it started degradating because of the fact that a lot of bridges were already exploded. So we started like looking at our chickens and we started counting, all right, for how long we can stay here without any food in the worst scenario. But that plan was corrected by shooting from the all over around, from the heavy artillery. And we were observing how missiles are flying uh, on top of our house like in the midnight and we had to go to the like so-called shelter the worst uh, day was 12th day at that day we stayed there like underground for almost eight hours Mm. that was uh quite scary so you are staying in a really small space with a lot of people without daily light and you just hear how everything is vibrating due to the explosions somewhere like maybe five maybe four kilometers out of the place where you are but the power of explosions was so heavy that the floor in that like minus first floor it was literally vibrating so we decided to leave next day so we stuck in a really heavy traffic jam just to describe how heavy it was so for the three hours we were passing distance of probably one kilometer at that moment i first time like was literally stressed when we started hearing staying like without moving in the traffic jam in sitting in our car an airstrike alarm so that was quite scary because like you you cannot move here or there like forward or back yeah, you are literally stuck in the traffic jam. So we just went out or ran out of the car. And the most stupid thing is that at that moment of time, we were not so far away from the local police department. And as you probably heard already, that Russians in the first few days, they were really heavily focusing 
on destroying military slash police slash governmental buildings. So we had to leave that area. Where did you go? And did did other people in their cars do the same thing or did people stay in that yeah, car? Yeah, all people, they were like for a first moment, like in uh, cool, funny movies, they were just looking on each other like sitting on the driver wheels. Then everybody started leaving their cars. And uh, we decided to cower in the uh, underground. And that's how we managed it. Wow. That, <laughs> just hearing that sounds terrifying. Just that they unknown. sound really terrifying. Yeah. Uh, won't recommend anyone to experience that. Do you know uh, right now, Alex, if your home is still there? Is it still intact? Is it still standing? It will be like a funny story. But we are still keeping an eye on our like neighborhoods chat in uh, Telegram. And we know that everything is doing well uh, based on the messages that we are receiving from a few neighbors who decided to stay there. Me as a father, I had to be like as a stone. Like I literally had no stress or like any emotions. So I was just driving. That thing that I was capable of doing the best at the time. My daughter, Olesa, she was uh, quite calm. She were just asking all the time, why we are not going to the kindergarten? And I just said, like, mm. we are going to a small vacation and blah, blah, blah. On the 20th of February, a very close friend of mine reached me with the message that, hey, Ola, most probably in a couple of days, the war will start. He just wrote this, the war. I was what so i advise you yeah to pack your stuff and go to the western border so if the war won't start you will be in safe and just have a possibility to breathe with the fresh air mountain air and if the war will start you will safely cross the border with no panic because you will be already there near the border on a safe side i phoned my friends and neighbors and said hey girls you're having kids there is such an information please take the decision i want you to have on the safe side and they were just kidding on us like hey why are you in panic everything's fine they won't enter our border and maybe after that like it was on sunday morning i've canceled my tickets to the western of ukraine a friend of mine who phoned me on the morning on of the 24th of february uh, he's a professional soldier he defended donetsk airport he wrote me on the third day that hey if i'm gonna die please take care about my family my wife and the son and i couldn't understand what might he have seen in order to write me those message yeah. you know i was shocking trembling i said that to my mom and say as i said to my mom that hey if he is writing this to me on the third day, we have to get out. 2021 and this new year, 2022, we were like full of aspiration and hope for better next year, you know, despite the COVID, the financial issues. My life also was so happy and I had a confidence in the future and we were waiting for the spring to come to see more flowers, green leaves, uh, clear sky. But just after the new year in January, more and more newses were there like, hey, something's going to happen because uh, Russians put more and more military stuff there on the eastern border. At the end of January, 
more and more signals from all over the world. And they started just sharing some information that, hey, guys, just keep safe. Uh, something gonna happen. We can't tell you directly what it's gonna be. And we started to panic a little bit, I'd say. Mm. But also, as being a Ukrainian means that something so big has to happen for you to move out of your home. The moment I was frightened was the 15th of February when a friend of mine said that they are leaving for like Sri Lanka with the whole family and they took their grandmothers, uh, like the whole family out of six people. They just bought tickets and moved out of Ukraine because she said, I'm fed up with being afraid. I have two kids. One of them is five years old. The other is just one year. I can't live in this constant stress. I don't know what to do. And for my psycho, it's better just to think about this. Like, okay, I'm going on a vacation. And she left. And that moment, I really got scared. We fell asleep in our warm beds. We were smiling, discussing plans for the weekend because the Friday was soon and yep. uh, we had great plans for the next uh, weekend. And I was woken up by a phone call from my friend and he literally asked me, hey, I, your house is bombing right now. And it was like 5.30 a.m. I was shocked. I like even couldn't ask him anything just to clarify what's happening because while I was keeping this phone near my ear yeah I saw the missile flying just in my windows I thought maybe I'm sleeping but his voice was so confident that hey keep safe gather things which you think are important and go go the 24th of February showed us that you can have anything you want, you can build your plans, make plans for the future. But all of a sudden, early in the morning, the missile can fly just in front of your windows and the bombs will blast and the war will start. Another feeling that you seem to be explaining is helplessness in that you wanted to leave, but you couldn't do these things by yourself. And so you were at the mercy of other people helping you. Yeah, Rob, thank you for highlighting that because it was, you know, like a mix of feelings when also I was in Kiev before leaving. I mm. thought that, hey, I'm so mobilized and prepared to fight. I'm strong. Mm. I'm united with my nation. I'm going to do all that depends on me. But seeing and hearing these missiles there, I was like helpless, stuck in the time and place. I couldn't move fast, react fast. I don't understand till the end what's going on, uh, what was with my body, my mind, and something was, you know, moving me forward. But instincts as well, they work yeah. because, yeah, as a mom, I had the kid, I see her, and I do remember the very first moment when she was born, when they laid it near my heart, I gave myself a word that I will be strong. I will protect her as long as I can, as much as I can. So, yeah, when the war started, that was that feeling again. And it was like a wave, you know, covered me with all that. That's my precious. That's what I have to keep safe. We turned on the TV and clearly also saw the volume of the invasion. And it was terrifying, actually. The whole picture was, for me, being a mom, a woman, uh, very dangerous. 
we decided not to take anything except this backpack. Daughter, her doll, mom, we gave our cat to the neighbors in the village. They say that after the midnight, you are not allowed to go out just to save and protect people who are on the roads. But this guy who was with that couple of husband and wife said that he got the information if we want to get out of Kiev safe. We have to do this just before the midnight. So we decided to take a risk and started our journey out of Kiev. But also seeing my daughter understood that I won't like, shout because I didn't want her to be shocked uh, all the way from the moment we crossed the border to Prague. She also was constantly asking like, mommy, why Russia is bombing Ukraine? We're a peaceful country. Tell me that people won't die. Will, will they destroy our apartment? I want my toys back. Like, you know, she was also in the context of what's going on because, yeah, she heard what we were talking and discussing the damages is the deaths of civilians and uh, when we reached to prague the first nights she was literally hiding under the table because she heard the tram going near the apartment she said are they bombing are they bombing and when we saw a part of a tank in one square in Prague. She said, oh, that's tank. Is it a Russian tank? Did Russia attack Czech Republic too? And I was like, oh gosh, having five years old, yeah, she's asking those questions. How do you think your daughter has coped with everything so far? And when she asks these questions, what goes through your mind as you try to answer? Tell her the truth, that they have attacked us because they think that we are, Ukraine is a part of Russian Imperial and they need us, that innocent people are in danger, that we will win because it's normal to protect your house, your land, when enemy steps into. And um, we will fight to the end because we are freedom-loving country. We are proud to be Ukrainians and we won't allow anyone to get our motherland. Yeah, I'm telling her as I feel because otherwise I think that she will feel that I don't tell her the whole truth. Yeah. And I want her to know the story as it is. For her, it's very important to have her own corner, the place where she feels herself yeah. safe. It's safe. She was hysterically crying because I had to move her out of from her bed. She couldn't understand why she has to change it and constantly were asking me, Mom, I don't want to leave this room. I don't want to leave this apartment. Why would we have to go out of here? Will we move forward? I don't want. I feel here myself comfortable. And also that was like for this almost three weeks, another shocking moment how she feels, you know, these changes. You say you bought an apartment so you have you actually own something yeah. in that city that you're now hundreds of miles away from do you know if it's still there right now for a couple of days we've lost connection with video cameras and we didn't know what's going on there but a couple of our neighbors they reached us and said that hey everything is fine we are there just a simple yes or no on this question for now do you see yourself returning to that apartment at some point in the future? No.
I did ask you earlier, do you think you will ever go back to your apartment or live in your apartment? And you, in a word, said no. Why do you think that? I'm afraid to face again that feeling, you know, of danger. Because uh, the last thing I remember about that apartment yeah. that it was unsafe. Yeah. And uh, thank you for that question because I haven't been thinking about this in that way, you know. And now I have that answer. For me, my apartment is unsafe. Ukraine is unsafe for me. That is why I'm not sure whether I want to stay in Czech Republic for a year. I have that feeling, you know, that I have to move, move, move. Yeah. Just try to escape, forget, erase. I'm reading uh, currently that the number of child refugees stands at over a million. And lots of reports are being there that children got lost. Like 10 years old, 11 years old boy himself crossed the border because his mom put a phone number of a relative in yes. Slovakia. The other four years old boy got lost because his grandma was killed and he was alone there. My heart cries for every child who was killed, who died, who was lost and who is an orphan now. People who are watching and listening to this, what can they do to help you and, and the people of Ukraine? Spread the word what is really going on in Ukraine. Not be afraid to say that it's war. You're all Great, actually. Thank you for your humanitarian support in the world. Does for us a lot, and uh, I'm happy to support the initiative of WidowQ. I mean, your hugs, the, the possibility to talk with you all over the world is the best you can do for us, because we like listening to us and uh, making everything you can, like donating or sharing food or clothes. That's really big input in supporting the world. Also, thank you for having us as refugees in your houses because you can't imagine how it is important to have four walls, a place to hide where you're secure. We appreciate that a lot as the Ukrainians. Just be with us, listen to us. Having this possibility to talk help us a lot. We mm. will survive. We are alive. Everything will be Ukraine. Slava Ukraini. So once again, thank you to Alexi and Olga for taking the time to talk about how this conflict has impacted them directly and the things that they've had to do. Again, they didn't have to do that, but we are definitely appreciative of them taking the time to sit down with us to tell their story. And as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, if you want to support the Ukrainians directly, there will be links in the show notes of the podcast for you to do that. If you want to know more information about vidIQ Creator for Peace initiative, you can go to creatorforpeace.com. Again, that link will also be down there in the show notes. And again, we would love you all to spread awareness. Donate if you can, but even if you can't donate to UNICEF, whatever awareness that you can share about what's happening with the Ukrainians, we would definitely appreciate that. Again, you can post on any social media platform that you have just to make people aware of what's going on and try to get them involved. That would be greatly, greatly appreciated. I know this is not our normal podcast, but unfortunately, we are not living in normal circumstances right now. So I wanted to make sure that I gave our Ukrainian teammates a platform to tell their story. So I want to once again thank them for doing that. And I want to thank you, the listener, for listening to this very special episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. And we will be back next week. Take care. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk, brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.